Hi! Welcome to a podcast of Smut and Dragons, where two MILFs talk about books that have dragons, smut, and sometimes both. Please note that neither of these MILFs claim to be experts in literature, but we are experts on vibes. We may occasionally spoil an extremely minor plot point, but we'll keep it to the first few chapters. Honestly, if it really bothers you that much, are you okay? Is everything alright at home? You can tell us, bestie. We love you. I lucked out this year because last, if you remember last year, it was dark and scary and I couldn't find one. Um, I I was down to the wire last year. Yeah. Whereas this year, like I found it, actually you had sent it to me. Yes, I had sent her to TikTok You had found it and you went, you know, Maggie, do you want me to send this to you? And I said, please. (laughs) And uh, it actually, it was a wonderful time. And I just hit it, hit the bullseye first try. See, see, here's the thing with me is that when you asked me to return, I was like, okay, Tessa Bailey released a new Christmas book. Seems perfect. I did Tessa Bailey last time. I'll do the new one this time because it's sure to be a, a winner. Um, and then I And then I started working on this new show and all of my time was taken. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, Sunday and I was like I need to be realistic about my goals which is how I picked that novella on the like five minute break and again finished (laughs) 20 minutes ago look at your Christmas jammies she's got her Christmas outfit on too they're beautiful what a pretty baby yeah so all of us are in uniform (laughs) I'm wearing I'm wearing Green. Period. I love it. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. Happy crisis. Happy crisis. Or as as my friend Kate always likes to quote to me that we heard when we were in Egypt that one year. Merry Christmas. Help me to spend your money. (laughs) (laughs) Title of the podcast. Oh my gosh. Welcome back to a podcast of Smut and Dragons, everybody. I'm Jillian. I'm Maggie. And guess who we have, guys? It's me. I'm back. <laughs> it's Taylor, bitch. <laughs> I'm back, bitch. He's back. <laughs> back for our for our annual holiday recommendations episode. It's Taylor, my sister-in-law. <laughs> yeah, aka the most special guest. Yeah, the most period, truly the most special guest because mm-hmm. actually you're not the first guest we've had on the show. No, that would be my brother. You, that's yeah. true. Andrew that's was true. the first guest. Andrew, Aww. I keep forgetting that Andrew was on because he fully kept forgetting he was recording he a podcast, like getting up and walking away and going to the fridge to get a drink <laughs> while still talking. And I'm like, there's there's a microphone, love. You do need to speak near the microphone. Well, and he's because- like, it's fine. You told me to act natural. He did. Yeah, he did. that's he because did. 
a podcast like a podcast to Andrew is just his life. Again, yeah. like we've learned, he's just podcasting to himself in his, he does. In his head all day long. He does About podcast whatever. to himself. He loves to podcast in his head all day to long. himself. He loves to podcast to me. Oh my god. <laughs> does he love to podcast to Your me? Your favorite uh show actually is Yeah, Andrew my favorite podcasting. podcast is just my husband just talking, talking at me at me a long things. time for a long Which time. Actually- I love it. Which is actually really funny that we're saying that. You're like, my favorite podcast is my husband, a.k.a. just talking to me, which is where we've come full circle of being like, man, I wish there was a way that we could, like, talk to each other without using our phones. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> Meet up. Giving that TikTok that, that someone sent me the other day that was, like, listening to an audiobook. Man, I wish the thing had <laughs> subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, yeah, like my favorite podcast is when my husband talks to me about things that he likes. And I'm like, yeah. man. My favorite man. podcast is when you trigger Andrew to speak about one of his special interests and then he talks for an hour. <laughs> Speaking of autism. <laughs> Speaking of autism, I think we might all have it. <laughs> We were starting a conversation on Snapchat today, and I do want to continue it just a little bit, <laughs> which is you mentioned one of your freakouts that you realized this might be autism. Yeah, every time I wonder if, am I, do I really think I'm autistic? And then I remember the one time that I had a full on crying meltdown in bed because Andrew and I were snuggling and he was breathing on my neck and I hated it. Mm-hmm. I hated the feeling of him breathing on my neck and so sure. I cried about it. Sure. Very, very neurotypical thing to do. So very normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I when I was thinking about when you said your freak out, I thought about mine. Uh, just one that came up in particular, which was that I constantly, I would always ask. This was when I was in dance, specifically when I was like doing serious dance from like thirteen to seventeen. And I would talk to all of my dance friends who dancers are notoriously like not very welcoming, I would say. Like mm-hmm. theater community was great, uh, but dancers for some reason. Dancers whoa. are gatekeepers. They're a little, they are, they're a little bit gatekeepers. <laughs> um, and there's a moment where I was talking to some of my dance friends and I was like, God, I freaking hate tights. They are the worst. I feel like my skin, like, don't you guys hate tights? Like, doesn't your skin crawl and it feels like they're suffocating, but also they're so sweaty and, like, you just want to crawl, like, cut your legs off when you put them on and they're just, like, we're... No, I don't feel that way. (laughs) No. What? I'm like, really? No one one feels as strongly as me about tights in such a way that is concerning? (laughs) No. Anyway, that might be autism. Yeah, when I was in, I almost said when I was autistic. When I was, <laughs> when I was dancing, I hated. It wasn't that the tights were tight. It was the the dancer tights with a hole at the bottom, so you can get your feet out. The feeling of the seam of the hole mm-hmm. on the on the bottom of my foot. The the stirrup. No. Those are the stirrup tights. Yeah, no, they're awful. I don't like awful. that. I never bought those. Stirrup tights. They were tights that had a hole in the bottom so that you could fully pull your foot out. But they had, so they were, I don't know what the fucking purpose of those were, honestly, because they were ugly as hell. But they were to, um, they had a hole and it went over your heel 
So there's a hole for your heel, but then there the rest the the rest of the foot was also cut off. So it was literally just a strip of tights around the middle of your foot. Oh no, I'm talking about it was regular tights and it had a hole. Oh, and then you could yeah. stretch the hole up no, over those, your foot to get your feet out. Those, yeah. But it just had a hole in the in like the oh. mid- bottom well, of the yeah. middle of your foot when you had them fully on. Yeah, those were awful too. I but I had to use those all the time. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Taylor? <laughs> Yeah, you have you have any any sensory meltdowns about anything ever? Sensory? I mean, not meltdowns. I just don't like cooked fruit. Oh, that's fair. I you know, and it's weird because I always thought I didn't like applesauce, but I think the delivery device matters. I can't oh. eat applesauce with a spoon. Give me the those pouch. baby pouches the pouch. every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. It's, it's every all day. about the fucking applesauce pouch. We buy those at Costco. My kids don't eat those. I eat those. Those are my <laughs> snack. <laughs> that's, that's my, yeah, that's my favorite beach snack. That's my favorite beach snack. Kira, like, which you all know, but your listeners don't. She's like my childhood best friend. I've known her like longer than I've known Jillian. Um, but every time she comes to the beach, she's like, do we have happy sauce pouches <laughs> yes we do put them in the cooler thank you mandatory beach snacks are individual hummus and applesauce pouch mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. figabar figabar and a figabar mm-hmm. you gotta have a figabar yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um <laughs> anyway uh welcome to a podcast of smut and dragons sometimes we, we talk that. about books we already did that yeah um, but we're actually gonna talk about books we are we're gonna talk about books so i'm just reiterating Okay. Well, yeah, just in case you guys were concerned, we are We'll talk about books. We're going to talk about Now that we're done du- 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 Yeah, well said. Okay, uh, everyone. Welcome. Okay, <laughs> everyone. Welcome back to the podcast of Smut and Dragons. I'm Taylor, that's Maggie, and that's Jillian. Now it's a now it's a podcast of Taylor and Taylor. It's uh, a podcast of me and me um and it's going to be a very short podcast because I don't have time to read often. That's totally fine. What did you read though? I would okay. love to hear about it. Okay, so the book that I found is actually a novella. So we got we got a little we got a little novella. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Um, <laughs> the novella that I found is called "A Second Chance Road Trip for Christmas." Oh, okay. Yeah, I great every, title. Yeah, every time I want to read it, I want to say "A Second Chance Rom- Romance for Road Trip Christmas." It's mm-hmm. so many words. And I say that yeah. with all the love. It's by Jackie Lau. I believe it's pronounced Lau. Um, forgive me, Jackie, if you're listening to this and I butchered your last name. Um, apparently, something I only figured out once I finished the novel, it's actually book two in a quad of novels. What? Yeah. <laughs> I um, love that. called Holidays with the Wongs, which are about the four Wong siblings. Okay amazing okay. i love these t- i just talked about one over the summer yeah what, that was that was a series that was about a bunch of different siblings those are great yeah okay. but this one is like every sibling gets their own holiday and i believe i have not read i have not read the rest of them but i believe all the holidays are happening within like the same holiday season so like i <laughs> the first book is called a match made for thanksgiving and oh. it was, and it was, this brother Nick is, like, a playboy, like, money person. Oh, also, the <laughs> author. <laughs> playboy money. Love those money people. Playboy money person. 
love I don't money know. persons. Like I think I hear the words playboy and works with money and automatically my brain thinks, okay, Tony Stark. Um, yeah. Yes. And <laughs> you're sorted into that category for me. Um or for all of my K drama girlies, think like a business proposal, like your classic K drama CEO sure. mm-hmm. wearing a suit type thing. Hell yeah. Um, I love the billionaire trope. That's yeah. so good. So this isn't even the book that I read, but this is a Thanksgiving one. And the reason that I'm saying this is that apparently Nick was like the playboy. And then like he came home from Thanksgiving and his mom had set his brother Greg up with this other girl. Don't remember her name, but turns out this other girl that his mom had set his brother up with was a girl he had had a one night stand with, and he can't forget <gasps> about her. Oh, oh yeah. no, that's yeah. good. So the reason why that is because that is mentioned at the beginning of a second chance road trip for Christmas. Perfect. Um, uh, your listeners can't see this, but I did have to look off to the side of my screen because I will never get that title right unless <laughs> I'm reading it every single time. Um, but that is mentioned at the beginning of the book in the same way of... Did any of you read the uh, Allie Hazelwood novellas? No. No, I, that that one hasn't come across my... So, so Allie Hazelwood wrote three novellas and then they published them in a book... Um, uh, loathe to love you I believe is what it's called okay. um, and that was a group of three friends who uh, like you can read them technically in any order but if you read them one two three the couples from the first books will make appearances in the other books love so this is the same scenario I don't know if you just picked up my cat meowing but if you yeah, did I did hear <laughs> two cats I did hear the um, cat puck is being obnoxious uh but this is the same thing but with the siblings so they mentioned this this book our leads are greg and tasha and so greg mentions that he had his mother had tried to set him up with somebody at thanksgiving but his brother apparently had history with her and now that they're dating so that didn't work out super well i was like that's a very specific piece of family lore to learn at the beginning of this novella (laughs) and then it made a lot more sense once i learned that i was on book two yeah back back to the actual novella um so this book is about greg and tasha greg and tasha have known each other since kindergarten and they dated in high school they dated for three years like high school through college oh my gosh and then they broke up and they haven't seen each other really for like 15 years Oh my god. Um, the other thing I should mention is that uh, the author, Jackie, is Canadian. So mm-hmm. a lot of, not a lot, all of the places and all of the references are Canadian. And there are a few things I definitely had to look up. Like I understood a Tim Horton. Like, sure. I know what that is. Mm-hmm, uh, there were sure. a couple of other things that I'm like, this is so clearly something that if I was Canadian, I would get. But. <laughs> Basically, the whole premise of this story is Greg is going home for Christmas. He lives in Toronto in the big city. He's an engineer. Oh, my God. And he's going home to, I I literally think it was Mosquitoville. Am I wrong? Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Mosquitoville sounds terrible. That's a hell of a hometown. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds very wrong to me. I'm from Mosquitoville. (laughs) And we're actually in Louisiana. That place bites. (laughs) 
Oh, wow. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Oh my gosh. Oh, I was a mosquito bay. Mosquito bay. bay. Mosquito bay. Okay, so he goes oh, home. Sorry, to I was just bay. really itching to make a joke about that. Uh, it's okay. You need to stop right now. <laughs> Quit while you're ahead. <laughs> and so, basically have to drive home for Christmas in Mosquito Bay but because they're childhood friends his mom calls him up like two days before he's supposed to leave and he goes hey so I just met Tasha's mom at the grocery store because I was there because there was a sale on prime rib you know of course and that's such a mom thing yeah and her car broke down and I just told her that you could drive her home for Christmas <laughs> why would you say that mom and li- no, literally, Greg goes, Mom, I'm not getting back together with Tasha. And his mom's like, what? Because Greg- <laughs> I never said that. I never said that. <laughs> yeah. And it says in the book, because like, because the other thing about this that I really like as well is that like, it's a BIPOC romance written by a BIPOC author, because Love. I try and get more of those into my repertoire. Yeah. Um. So... Greg comes from an Asian family and they talk about it in the book where he's just like, yeah, it's so fucking crazy to me because I spent my entire childhood being like, you can never be alone together with your girlfriend. And the second I turn 34, they're like 34 and I'm not married yet. They're trying to set me up with people. Oh my God. So basically that's what happens. Greg is a type A engineer loves like cbc radio which i looked it up is kind of like public i think it's like more public access radio for canada and we are yeah that type thing and building model trains he has a model train set up in his in his house that is an engineer autism don't we (laughs) (laughs) he's like like, i've always been a little weird and like to myself and i've never been good tasha He's like, I haven't seen Tasha in 15 years. Like, this is crazy, whatever. But Tasha's going to come. And Tasha was 27 Yeah, Tasha's going to come. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Tasha was 27 minutes late. And he's like, oh, now we're off the plan. And plans are very important to him. He's like, oh, oh now we're going to we be late. We really do have autism. <laughs> yeah, like, now we're going to be late. And this is going to be a problem, blah, blah, blah. So Tasha is an aerospace engineer, also living in Toronto. Obviously, mm-hmm. her family also lives in Mosquito Bay, like three blocks down from him. Um, and she's obviously more like go with the flow, like preppy, cheery, chippy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, Chipper. yeah, they leave 27 minutes late. It snows because it's Canada, Right. 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 As they're driving, she starts playing Christmas music. And he's like, oh, my God, I can't. Why can't I just listen to the weather report? And she goes, I have the Google Maps. It's fine. And he goes, I need to know which route to take. And I was like, am I reading about my father? What's happening? <laughs> and she's like, no, let me play let me play my Christmas song. So they're, like, bickering back and forth about this whole thing. The snow gets so bad. They have to turn off the main road. And pull into a motel. No! Oh no! That's so terrible! Yeah. What a terrible outcome! Oh, God. And then they go in, and he's like, we need a room. And she's like, I'm so sorry, we're all out. And he goes, really? Are you sure? And she's like, well, we do have one room, 
but it has no heat. The heat turned off. No. So I'll sell it to you for half price. <gasps> and so they're like, great, we'll take it. It's better than sitting in the car. But like, but like the whole thing is that I'm like, and I won't get too much into it because it again, it is just a novella, but uh it's like his whole thing is being type A and prepared, right? So that was the whole right. thing where she's like, Oh, he's he's driving me crazy because it's like he's he can't be flexible with this xyz and yet she's on the phone with her mom and then all of a sudden he appears he's like (laughs) she's like where'd you get this cup of hot chocolate and he pulls out this tea kettle and he's like it's part of my winter preparedness kit oh my god (laughs) he's like i also have these sleeping bags in this space heater (laughs) a space heater oh my god (laughs) so yeah so that's the kind of thing it is also I was just saying, it's definitely very, very cute. I won't spoil all of it because it is a very cute Christmas read. Um, and definitely has some sex in it. Some, let's just say she has mentioned more than once about how he's detail-oriented. Ooh. And he's, and he's quiet, but communicative. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the whole thing is that, like, he replies to questions and stuff in grunts in more than one way, you know? Mm-hmm. It's always the quiet ones. Yeah. Oh, also it's dual POV. So every love. chapter, yeah, every chapter goes back and forth. Um, I love a dual POV. It's so yeah. good. Also, fun fact I learned in this book, in this novella, that wasn't even a Canadian fun fact. Did you know that engineers get like rings? Because it mentioned at the front, like, when it got to Tasha's point of view, she's like, yeah, I looked at his pinky and I noticed the ring, like, the same ring that I have. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I looked it up. There's literally a, like, order of the engineer. And they have, like, metal rings that they wear on their pinkies. Is, that must be a Canadian thing. Is it a I Canadian thing? Or that's an American Is it a Canadian thing. engineer thing, specifically? It's said U.S., babe. I don't know. Here. I'll have to ask my engineer people. My uncle. I'll have to ask my <laughs> uncle. <laughs> I'll have to ask my team. Let me let me get back to you. Let me let me contact my people, then I'll get back to you. <laughs> it's one guy. <laughs> hey, uncle Jeff, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Maybe it started somewhere else and is somewhere. I have no idea. It just said that in the book, and I was like, that is that a real thing, or is that something she's making up for this book? But no, it's a real thing. Interesting. Wow. Did not know that. So, yeah, it was a great, fun little Christmas read. And like I told you before we started, it got me enough in the Christmas spirit that I finally put my tree up because I've been so busy. I was like, you know what? I have a half an hour before we record. Let's just toss up the tree. So I did that. Oh, perfect. also, the other thing I was going to say is that this is the second book out of the four books, right? Mm-hmm. So in the epilogue of this book, it's so funny. And I give this author so much credit for doing this. She has Greg mention that like, it's now approaching Chinese New Year because his family's Chinese Mm -hmm. and like, they're going to go home for Chinese New Year. And he's like, yeah. And I heard my brother is like bringing home a girlfriend for Chinese New Year and the thought crossed my mind that like maybe he's just bringing home a fake girlfriend 
to get the family off his back. But no, I'm thinking too much into this. And then the book ended. And then I was like, this bitch didn't. And I looked it up. And the next book is called A Fake Girlfriend for Chinese New Year. And I'm like, yes! <laughs> fucking yes! I was like, she dropped that shit in for her next novella. And you know what? I respect the hell out of it. Jackie, you queen. <laughs> Way to go, Jackie. You. Oh my god. Good, so good. You, good. Um, <laughs> and then just just to plug the whole series, the fourth one so the first three are about brothers, and then the fourth one is called A Big Surprise for Valentine's Day, and it's about the one sister named Amber. <gasps> Perfect. Oh my yeah. god, I love that. Um, are they all, like, novellas? That, what yes, are they, like, 200 be- pages? Not even. This one was, like, 100 pages. I oh, literally wow. started it, like, that's that's why I picked it, because I was, like, I had big plans. I was like, I'm going to read it when I get home from work. It'll be great. And then I got home from the show last night. I got home at like 11.59 and I said, absolutely not. Not happening. I said I'm not doing that today. Not (laughs) happening. And then I woke up and I'm like, if I try and get a book done today, I will be stressed all day. So we're going to pick a novella. Speaking of, I wanted to shout out this blog that I've actually been on more than once. This blog is where I found out about the Chuck Tingle books. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's a blog called The Smut Report. Ooh. Talk dirty books. Because I literally Googled like Christmas novellas. Because I'm like, I want something Christmas themed and I want something short. And they had posted a whole thing called Saturday Smutty Six. Sex, uh, sexy Christmas novels to put you in the mood period nice yeah and this one was on there and i was like hey you know what whoever runs this blog thank you for that you helped me do my homework i love that hey how many um peps peppers stars what would you rate this one this so i'd give this more like three peppers it very much was sexy in the way that kind of like akatar is that like when you had a sex scene like it definitely told you everything. Mm, like details. you definitely you definitely got details, but yeah. the main point of the book was their relationship. It yeah. was but again, it was a novella. So it was everything was very like if you look at it, you can say like, "Oh, this seemed very rushed," but it's not rushed, it's a novella. And again, yeah. them as characters had a lot of history together and it's like you find out reasons for like why they broke up and stuff like that too, but like to me, I felt fulfilled at the end of the book. It all made sense to me. It didn't feel like any jumps were made. I actually think the overall plot made sense. Um, right, right. So I, but I'd give it three peppers because when it was sexy, it was sexy. Yeah. But that, I actually ended up caring more about the cuteness of their relationship and how they related to each other. With how different they were and how that like ended up really working for them. I love opposites attract. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's spontaneous. He's always planning. How well, yeah. will they ever make it work? Oh no! Oh, oh no! Well, because that was the other thing too is that they they also mentioned like coming from this small town in Canada. Like she also she was black and he was Asian and growing up in this small town like they they meant like he mentioned in the book that they were two of the only like people of color in their town or in their class yeah. and so they bonded over that as well um man but yeah it was very good i was like i was like you i i finished the book and when i was putting up the christmas tree 
I kept thinking about it. I was like, she actually managed to pack quite a lot of history. Like, I feel like I know these two people very well for only having read about them for a hundred pages. That's, that's, that's really important with novellas when you can like get a good solid story Mm -hmm. and it's got, I was going to say lore history and (laughs) (laughs) reading too much fantasy, but it's got good history and the relationship and it's got like, like it, the relationship builds. It's not just like, okay, and we're fucking, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, and again, like we, we heard from some of his family and like just the, the way that the dialogue was written between him and his family and stuff too. Like I could see the history there already as well. Um, so yeah. I think like, I thinking stars wise, I, I wrote down initially like three point like seven five because I was I was reading your scale and I was like I want to say like four I'm not sure if I'd reread it just because I was thinking about it and I'm like I'm not sure if this is the type of book that has scenes because I generally I think I've said this on here before but I'm generally the type of person where it's like if I love love the book I'll reread it but often yeah. I have scenes and particular parts of books that I like to go back and reread constantly right. I'm not always rereading a whole book and I and I was like, maybe there aren't scenes, but I really did enjoy the book. Like I yeah. would suggest it to anyone, especially That's if okay. you're looking for like a chipper book. So 3.75 to four stars. Great read. I will likely read the rest of the novellas on their respective holidays. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love that. That sounds like the right move. Yeah. Okay. A novella. So really quick read for your Christmas ah. season. <laughs> Well, Maggie, what was your book? My book was, get ready. My book was A Court of Sugar and Spice by. I saw that one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's by uh, someone. Someone Somebody wrote it, actually. Someone Someone wrote it? Thank God. Someone actually did write this one. This is not an AI. I was going to say, fuck AI. Yeah, we do not support AI on no, this podcast. No, no. Uh, Rebecca F. Kenny. Good job, Rebecca. I'll bet she does. What? Shut <laughs> up. Shut up. I hate you. I have no words. <laughs> what is that people always say? Low, low-hanging fruit tastes the sweetest? Yeah. I, sure. Okay, well... Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, my book, uh, A Court of Sugar and Spice by Rebecca F. Kenny. Uh, this is a very silly, fun, horny little nutcracker retelling. And I had the best time. The oh my whole God. Time. Uh, I was so excited when I finished it. I said, this was amazing. I'm so glad you got a Nutcracker retelling redemption. <laughs> I did. Cause the last one, this was, there was one I tried to read last year. That was a Nutcracker retelling. Um, that was just absolutely so awful. And they just went on and on and on for six chapters. And we weren't even in, uh, you know, Candyland yet. Anyway. Um, no, so- so- no, sorry. That's what's so funny to me that I I gasped at the beginning because when I was looking for a book, I saw that one and I was like, this one looks interesting. And then I remembered you talking about that one last year. And I said, this is probably that terrible one Maggie was talking about. I'm not going to no. waste my time. No. And then I moved on. Okay, so mm-hmm. continue. Folks, did no. you hear that? Not the one that we talked about last year. <laughs> it's a different one. 
Not the one we talked about last year. No, this one was amazing. Uh, so side note, I am, little background story, I, I've trained in dance um, and the Nutcracker has been my favorite story for a long time. I collect Nutcrackers as well. I have, I don't know, like 33 yeah, Nutcrackers now, which doesn't seem like that much, but they really do uh, overwhelm you when you come into my house. <laughs> um. I set them out this year and Nate said, I really feel like um, that moment in Game of Thrones where all the White Walkers were just standing <laughs> silently across the field and waiting to kill everyone. He's like, that's how I feel right now looking at all of these guys. Uh, so love the Nutcracker. And so when I saw, so when Jillian sent me this, I was really excited. Um, so let me get into the bones. Hmm. So we have two female main characters in this one we have clara and louisa mm. sisters mm. another sibling uh i was situation. gonna say sibling romance and that just no sounds- <laughs> <laughs> that's not right that's not right that's not what we not meant quite it's not, not quite that, that's, not what, <laughs> that's meant. not what i said um <laughs> no but we have two sisters um and so clara is like the Claire is the one I think of when I think of like the main character in the Nutcracker. She is like really beautiful and she's really, she's kind of shy and she's an artist. She's a painter. Um, and she's just trying to like, she's trying to like fit in with society. And so she's very reserved and she's just always trying to do the right thing. Uh, and then we have Louisa, who is her older sister. And Louisa is none of those things. <laughs> she is beautiful. She's a voluptuous queen. Mm. Um, but she is like, Louisa is horny as hell. Um, Same. A disaster bisexual. Um, Same. <laughs> and, she, and she's very ADHD coded. Same. <laughs> I figured I figured you would love Louisa. Oh but, my god, that's just me. No, Louisa is such a vibe the whole book. I read it. I'm like, you know what, girl? Same. If I were living in Victorian England, I'd be doing this too. Um, so oh, it's no, in Victorian England. I miss that. Yeah, much, it's, such so, as the Nutcracker is. Yeah, the Nutcracker set in Victorian England. Hey guys, I've never seen the Nutcracker. Have wow. you not seen? Have you not seen the cinematic masterpiece no, Barbie Nutcracker? Barbie. No, that's one of the few Barbie ones I haven't. Seen. I know it's wow. Oh my I god. Know. I know. I go ahead. And you no. call yourself a Barbie girl. Listen, I might be in a Barbie world, but I actually no. this is completely unrelated. I need to show you the monstrosity Barbie. Wait, did I wait, Jillian? I sent you yes, that video. You did. Okay, you should show Maggie later. Um I I made a video for my friend for her birthday that was uh, a terribly edited video of the happy birthday song from uh, 12 Dancing Princesses. Um, <laughs> so and it good. was it was horrible. It was terrifying, actually. Anyway, oh my God. I had a great time making it. No, I was actually going to see the Nutcracker this year because the... Um, the girl that I used to nanny for, not going to say their names because they didn't consent, but uh, she was playing the Snow Queen this year because she's in a new Aww. ballet company. Because um, she wants Good for to, her. yeah, well, because she she danced with one ballet company for for so so long, and now she has well, she danced with one dance company. And now she's fully transitioning to doing more point work, and she transitioned to a more serious ballet company, and she got the Snow Queen. 
And good for her. That's like, a good role. I need to show you the picture afterward, Maggie. Stunning. Her lines are beautiful. And I was gonna <gasps> go. I was gonna go see her in it this year, and then I got all of these new gigs, and you know, Couldn't theater. Go. Theater. What a bummer. Yeah. You, you getting the, that bread though. Yeah. The, hey bread. folks, the I love my job. I love working in the theater. The worst thing about working in the theater is that when you're working in the theater, you have a really hard time seeing the theater. Yeah. yeah. You can't go see theater when you're in theater. Exactly. So all that's to say, I don't know the plot of the nutcracker. Um, it's fine. Um I'm gonna tell it to you, um, but it's the Thank horny you. version. Thank so, you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for You're your welcome. Service. That's all I ask. You're welcome. So, uh, so Claire and Louisa, um, Louisa's like whole thing is she's like, uh, I'm just trying to seduce anybody I can. And she's bisexual. She, she loves men, women, all kinds of genders. Um, and then Clara is like, Clara's like very reserved. She did have like one encounter that Louisa set her up with, but that's like the only sexual experience she has is like one guy in a garden shed and it was really <laughs> awkward so sure. anyway so at the beginning of the book the two sisters their dad passes away it's not very sad because he was kind of an asshole mm. um and he left in his will for them an inheritance however they cannot get it until they get married or turn 30 and right now they're in like their very early 20s. Ooh. So it sucks. So it's like at least for I think Claire is like 20 and Louise is like 21, 22. So they have like 10 years until. So Louise is like, OK, well, I'll just get married to the first person, the first guy that I find and I'll just try and do this thing. And Claire is like, uh, OK. Um, and in the meantime, they have to go live with. Their dad's friend, who they've never met before in their entire lives, um, but they have to go live with their new guardian, Drosselmeyer. Okay. okay. Now, Drosselmeyer, uh, they drop, they're dropped off at his house and immediately, like, he's wearing very strange clothes. He's got, like, a weird high-collar purple jacket and he walks with a cane and a weird top hat. And he's just kind of like real he's just a weird funky dude. He's a weird funky dude. Uh and he's got a lot like a lot that's off about him. Um he's but giving, like he's giving Count Olaf. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, Drosselmeyer is like a very it's like every in the Nutcracker ballets, Drosselmeyer's always with this wild looking coat, sometimes with an eye patch and like a hat and all just all kinds of crazy stuff. Um so they go ahead and move in and immediately they start noticing there's some really weird stuff going on in the house. Like there's hidden, there's hidden doorways. Like Clara found a whole hidden room with like these statues of people that are Ooh. like, they're like humanoid, but they also have like bunny faces or like lizard people oh. or like some people have wings and it's like who are what is their statues of all these people in this like hidden door behind a painting uh so clara finds that and then louisa um he oh drosselmeyer says like by the way um house is yours do whatever you want um just so you know like don't go to the third floor uh that's where my workshop is 
uh, and they were like, okay, well, we're going to go to the fl- third floor. Cause yeah. <laughs> Louisa oh. immediately is like, I'm going to go to the third floor. That sounds great. Like, um, <laughs> it's, like, exactly. it's like none of these villains have learned from Beauty and the Beast. Like, like nobody's like learned. As soon as you tell me not to go there, I, I want to do it know. so bad. I want to do it so bad. I want to know. So Louisa's like, I want to go up there. Um, so anyway, Clara disappears and Louise is like, I want to go up there so bad. Um, period. And Trosselmeyer also has a lot of like weird little inventions and things. And Clara comes out of the painting room at one point and there's a full sized human, like marionette doll. That's like, no, it's so creepy. And she's just like in a maid uniform and she's like robotically dusting Fuck that. Absolutely not. And Clara's like, what the fuck is this? And she's looking and she and she notices a few different like serving staff, but they're all like marionette dolls. And um, so she asks Drosselmeyer about it later. She's like, hey, um, super weird. where did do you make these like what are these things and he said oh well uh if i don't hire staff like i have more money that can go towards my work and my inventions so um there but they're automatons like if you haven't ever seen one and she's like no i haven't that's really cool and in the back of her mind she's like but they're like literally just made of wood like how are they moving that's kind of weird um so anyway so they're (laughs) like it's spooky everything's kind of weird Anyway, we cut to they have a ball scene, all of this stuff, uh, and they're excited. But it's just kind of like Louisa's at this point is like, I want to explore this house. Um, And Clara tells her about the hidden painting room, how it's really weird. Also, there's a bunch of paintings in that room that are of like trees with very strange colors and all of this stuff. And weird, again, the weird people with like animal features. So Louisa's like, I'm going up to the third floor. So she goes up to the third floor at, by herself and she sneaks in and she finds a whole like workshop mm-hmm. and with lots of like different toys and marionettes and it's super creepy. And she's like, what the hell is this? And then at one point she picks up a nutcracker and she's like, oh man, this is crazy. What is this? And, uh, she cuts her thumb on a splinter oh, on the no. nutcracker oh, no. and some blood gets on the nutcracker oh, no. and he goes and, and the nutcracker starts vibrating and it oh. comes and it comes to life a little bit and it's like ah hi oh my god you 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 brought me back to life and back? she's like she's like ah! and she like drops him and he's like what the hell and like broke her broke his arm and she's like, I'm sorry. And she like picks him up and he's like, you got to help me. I'm, I'm, he, Drosselmeyer has trapped me and cursed me to look like this. And, and she's like, what are you? And he's like, I'm literally a fae prince. Like, but I'm trapped as this nutcracker. He cursed me. Whoa. You got, you no. got to help me. And, and Love she's that. like, uh, Okay. And he's like, I don't know why, but somehow your blood like brought me back to life anyway. Oh, no, I'm turning back into wood. And she's like, uh, okay. So she runs to find Clara. For and your she man. Tells, For your and man. And she tells Clara everything. And Clara's like, and this is what I love is this book is just no. Clara's like, 
Well, you know what? Drosselmeyer's weird. So let's, yeah, let's go. <laughs> like Clara was a little bit concerned. And then she's like, no, I mean, if we got to help this guy and she shows him the nutcracker and, and Clara's like, yeah, this is weird. So anyway, so they cut to the part. Oh, this is like before the ball scene. So then the ball scene happens. Drosselmeyer is like, you know, Drosselmeyer's like having this whole hiring. Drosselmeyering. He's demonstrating at his workshop. All of the party people are there. And right when that happens, Clara and Louisa are like, we got to sneak the nutcracker out of here. So Drosselmeyer is Drosselmeyering mm. and he's demonstrating his toys and all of this stuff. And Clara and Louisa are sneaking around while the party is distracted. They take the nutcracker and they're like, we've got to find the portal to the Fey realm to get this guy back to his home. Mm. So they... Um, so they like sneak around and they like rummage around in different rooms and they find this big old circle of something with like leaves around it. And they're like, this is gotta, gotta be, be it. it. Gotta, so be. gotta it, be, gotta be, gotta be, gotta be it. If, I, if I've ever seen a fey portal, it's this one. Yeah. So <laughs> it'd look like this, I think. So they like, so they like jump through and then Louisa is like giving the Nutcracker Prince some more of her blood and he gets bigger and bigger and bigger until he's life-sized. Mm-hmm. But So he can kind of move around, but he's still kind of like wooden, but he's very handsome. <laughs> of very, very handsome. Uh, so that happens. And... This the part where they get into the Fey realm. This is where Claire and Louisa both are like, "Oh my God, our human minds were not meant to see this kind of insanity." Because uh, the Fey realm is like it's pink grass and a purple sky and yellow trees, just kind of wild colors and textures and stuff that like a human mind cannot possibly grasp and so they kind of like lose their minds for a minute Mm. and then the nutcracker prince (laughs) he starts like talking them through it and calming them down and he's talking to louisa and he's like it's okay take some breaths there you go and then he's like good girl (laughs) don't say that to me do not say those words to me. And I'm reading it and I say, oh, no. Oh, no. This is going to be a problem for me. So Here's the, problem. Here's the problem, too, is that you say that he grew life-size. And I know you said he was attractive, but my brain goes, do you remember in the Santa Claus 2 when when Jack Frost made all of the little toy soldiers really big? Yeah, that's what you're seeing? That's what I'm seeing. And they're not very attractive. So I yeah, have to yeah. imagine someone more attractive. Yeah. So that's well, he gets me. he gets more lifelike. And I'll explain why. Because yeah. Louisa kind of poses to him. She's like, what if you drank my blood? What if? <laughs> and he's like, I'm a Sealy Fae. I don't drink blood. This is the thing. He's the he's the prince of the Sealy Fay. Like he, you find out he's a big deal. I'm like, what if you made an exception? Yeah, if she's like, okay, do you want to just play? be wood and me just kind of give you a little finger prick, or do you want to like actually try and move around a little bit? Because it's out. Maybe you might even have access to magic. I don't know, but so far you're pretty useless. And he's like fine and so then he drinks her blood and he's like this is amazing and i am really into it and you are so sexy and all of this stuff yeah 
yeah for real and the blood <laughs> yeah the blood eating was something i um did not expect to be into really pretty cool really <laughs> i'm a mistake for a sign from god i know, I know. with a stereon in the mix no, I, I I fully lied. That's a lie. Give me a break. <laughs> you don't even play Baldur's Gate 3. Yet I know I can talk to you about anything Asterian related. And yet I send you every Asterian edit. Every single one. man. That silly little vampire man. I love it. No, yeah, the blood play was great. And I was totally into it in a very... Don't be coy. In a very unsurprising <laughs> way. I was not shocked. I said, oh, blood play. Yeah, that's that checks. Oh, so, um, yeah. So, th- and that is the thing throughout the book. One thing about uh, Clara and the Nutcracker Prince is theirs is like a slow burn. So oh, you gosh. get some really agonizing tension. And the prince is like, he's one of the very few Seely Fae that are like, I'm not just going to sleep around with everyone in sight. I have responsibilities. I'm a prince. I'm supposed to be the ruler of this realm. And you find out that he was cursed a few years ago. His father, the king, was killed by uh, the king of the Unseelie Fae, the current king of the Unseelie Fae, which is the Rat King. Mm-hmm. Um horrifying disgusting uh depiction let me tell you they really this is the other thing this one is definitely dark uh the rat king is disgusting um (gasps) fully gross and there is like when you get to the rat king's lair it is horrifying i love the idea of them making a little bit darker though yeah no it's definitely it's so good it's definitely worth it to make it more adult and more dark (laughs) but um yeah no he's he's horrifying so the rat king the Unseelie Fae are kind of just crawling all over everywhere. They're not just in the Unseelie Kingdom. They're in the Seelie Kingdom. They're everywhere and they're wreaking havoc and it's like killing the vibe. Uh, so, so it's, like it's really you know, harshing my fucking yeah. mellow, guys. So like, he's, he's just like murdering his way across the land. And you know, like it stained my favorite coat and it's really, really killing the vibe. Okay, but that it's is like favorite. a fey. That is like a fey mood, though. Let's be honest. That is totally fey mentality. Yeah, he stained true. my favorite coat. Also, he killed all of those people, but he stained my coat. He's so rude. Yeah. Anyway, so so the Nutcracker Prince is like the prince of the Seely, and he's trying to get back to like dethrone the Rat King, get rid of all of these Unseely, gain his power back. Mm-hmm. And the only way he can do it is by going to the unending pool. Okay. And dipping himself into the waters, and it will break his curse. That is. The Nutcracker Prince and Louisa's whole deal. Kind of a slow burn, lots of good tension. And Louisa, who is a horny, horny girl, she's like, let me get some of that wood, bud. And there are definitely like references to that. And it's very funny. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's it's um, it's a slow burn. But what I love is that it's not just a slow burn in this book. You also have Clara 
Clara at one point, Louisa and the Nutcracker Prince, this is the first time he drinks her blood, and Clara immediately clocks, this seems intimate. Um, They're like, there's some sexual tension here. I'm a go. <laughs> I'm just, I actually, I'm a just... You I'm gonna just can, go. I'm gonna step out. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna step guys, out. You guys can just stay in the you bed. Do what you need to do. This uh, seems important. Um, come get me when you're done. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, so she steps out and like goes to a. She goes to get some water. Um, and she like goes over to this little creek, this bay creek with wild colors. And she's like, okay, well, let me just get some water while I'm here. And then this giant rat the size of a bear jumps out and immediately, like, start, like jumps on her and starts <gasps> trying to attack her. And and she's like, Ugh, and she's trying to fend him off as best as she can. And then a an arrow shoots through the rat's head, <laughs> an arrow made out of peppermint stick. No! <laughs> And then this <laughs> cut to it's Liam from a crown of candy. <laughs> it's Liam from a crown of candy. The most asexual man <laughs> on the planet. No, um, it cuts to uh the this fairy this fairy man with iridescent blue wings. He is pale skin. But he's like very muscly and like kind of slim. Uh, and then he's wearing like these like sheer, he's wearing like this sheer kind of iridescent shirt and like he's very, very cute clothes. Um, and he's got hot pink hair and caramel colored eyes and lots of sharp teeth, which I wasn't fully sure about. But then it, <laughs> but then it grew on me. Um, and I basically like by the end of this, I just basically imagined a stereon with pink hair and it worked so well because it was working for me. It really was working for me because his charisma was very much like it reminded me of like Neil Newbone's performance. Um, and oh my God. Congrats Neil Newbone on for winning best performance. Uh, we love you. (laughs) We love you, boo. You deserve Um, it, babe. Anyway, this fairy Neil, man. Neil, if you're listening. <laughs> Neil, if you're listening to our podcast, Congrats. I love you so much. <laughs> we are huge fans. Hey, Neil. Hey, Neil. Can you can you step to the side for a minute, Neil? <laughs> hey, can I see you back here? <laughs> we love you so much. We love you so much, babe. So much. So good. Anyway, um, Maggie. So I imagined him as a, I basically imagined a Asterion with pink hair. Um, and this is the Sugar Plum Fairy. <laughs> no, what? This is the Sugar Plum Fairy. So hit all of his magic, very powerful magic. Uh, but it is like candy and food. And he's got like rainbow magic. And he is like... I, I I was really into this man, uh, and I did not think I would be. I grew on me very quickly with how charismatic he was. He calls her sugar, <gasps> <laughs> and Clara immediately is like, "Well, this man is weirdly sexy, and this arrogant male laugh is making me feel horny in a way that I can't explain." Um, what I love about the Sugar Plum Fairy is he. 
immediately clocked Clara, was like, I've fucked a lot of things. Not um, people. Things. <laughs> I've, I mean, humans, but I've done a lot of stuff. And you are very interesting and very, very delicious. Um, and I'm really into you. And she's like, okay. And he's like, look. Um, and she's like, you need to help me because I need to get back to my friends and I don't know where I am anymore. And he's like, well, what are you going to do if I help you? And, you know, they have to, they have, to have bargains. <laughs> they have to have bargains. And she's like, uh, uh, I will. I will paint a portrait of whatever you want. I'll paint you a portrait of you or whatever you want. And he's like, not the offer that I was hoping you would give me, but that's okay. I will take it. Um, also, I'm gonna- imagine if her portrait was like a stick figure. It's like, here, it's beautiful. No, it's cut to him being like, paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> no, I, anyway, so... So he's like, deal, I'll help you back to your friends. And turns out he's actually uh, the Nutcracker Prince's cousin. And so he didn't need to make that bargain with her, but he held her to it anyway. So he gets back and his his cousin, the Nutcracker Prince, is like, oh my God, I've been looking for you. Okay, glad you're here. There you are, you fucking <laughs> Yes, it's, it's a <laughs> lot of that energy. And Sugar Plum Fairy's like, oh didn't you miss me and he's like get the fuck over here help me i'm cursed so (laughs) so it's a lot of that energy so the sugar plum fairy like invites them back to his house and immediately like louisa like they're all like they get fed they get you know they get washed and they go to bed all this stuff and what i love about the sugar plum fairy (laughs) is he goes up to clara and clara's like you know and i'm just i'm so shy and reserved and he's like you're not shy you're a little freak, aren't you? <laughs> and she's like, she's like, what if I was? <laughs> and he's like, I can, I can sense it. I can smell it. You're a little freak. <laughs> and she's like, what? Yeah, I am. I'm a total freak. And okay, he's like, fine, you caught me. And he's like, what about well, it? What, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? And he's like, what do you like to do? And she was like, I I don't know. I fantasize about being chased through the woods. <laughs> like, ah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, same. And he's like, great deal. And he totally. <laughs> he's and, like, bet. Let's he's do like, it. <laughs> perfect. And she's like, really? You want it? And he's like, 100%. I will chase you through the woods. I'll do whatever you want, baby. <laughs> um, dude. Oh my god, I love that. One thing about the Sugar Plum Fairy, uh, that's a special little fun detail. Oh my god. His, his? um, yeah. His uh-huh. cum is a different flavor uh-huh. every time. Every time? Every time it's a different flavor. <laughs> hey, Maggie, oh my god. What's your fan favorite? What's my favorite? Oh my god, variety is the spice of life, man. And he, so much variety. <laughs> How many options are there? There's so there's endless options. He tastes different every time. How many times did they? T- 
<laughs> look, I'm like, you get the slow burn with Louisa and the Nutcracker Prince. Clara, it is, is very fast and heavy. Fast. <laughs> it is very fast and heavy with Clara and Sugar Plum, which is why I liked the balance. Yeah, it was great. Balance. It was great. So, um, so that was a really great detail, and it ended up being very sexy. Um, my favorite flavor uh, is probably when he tasted like. <laughs> Sorry. My favorite flavor of this man's jizz when he tasted <laughs> It's just such a it's a wild trope, and I was so glad that it's I was so, the one that discovered it, no, and not it's you. So common in holiday Is romance. It really? Yes. Okay. And, well, not that it's different every time, but that it has a flavor. No, he he's different every time. That's great. I uh, love so that. So he. Oh, my favorite one to answer your question. Um, really glad you asked. By the way, um, so he tasted like gingerbread and nutmeg. And that was oh, so great. Um, and that particular encounter was after, uh, I think, like, Clara was tied up in the woods or something. <gasps> what? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I love that for her. Uh, Clara, like, Clara's a straight-up freak, and I loved it. I loved it. Because, honestly, that's that's what I felt in my soul was like Clara's like trying to be normal and trying to be cool and immediately he's like you're a little freak and she's like yeah I'm a little freak. <laughs> <laughs> she's like okay yeah fine all right all right fine chase me through the woods you monster. Uh, um. <laughs> so one thing I also forgot to mention going back to like loving the personality of these two girlies is that you get this uh, really great Louisa the whole time. Like, Clara is like an artist, and that's her whole thing. Louisa's like, I don't, like, her whole thing is like she loves to have sex, which is totally great to have that thing. Uh, but obviously, once you get to the Fey realm, she started to realize, like, she's actually really great naturally at battle strategy, and she... At one point, I I just love this part. She got a sword in her hand and was like, oh, I like this. <laughs> I've never experienced this before, but this feels very natural. Uh, super good. So that was one thing I meant to say. And it was it just it was so great to see the two of them like develop in that way. Um, so, yeah, this book, um, that's all I'm going to say. What do you I know I said a lot. Are you going to give it a pepper and a star? This is this is a four peppers, I mm. think. Fuck there's yeah, definitely yeah. a lot of, there's definitely quite a few sexual encounters, um, including a fey orgy. I won't spoil anything. But... Wow. <gasps> Rebecca really said spoiled for choice. Here's your slow burn. Here's your <laughs> Here's your multi-flavor cone. And I just and, love all these so much. I'm gonna put them and all one in. thing, <laughs> and so I read uh the second book. The second book is uh the second book was not as much my vibe, uh, because it was a lot darker. It was an Alice in Wonderland retelling mm. where uh this is Alice uh falling through 
of you know going through a rabbit hole and she's in the unseely realm which is mm. way darker Not way bad. grittier uh way less morals uh and some of it was like way less morals when it came to her and it was a little bit of those like cross like like towing the line of is this like something i like enjoy reading very very dark romance this one in particular like dubious um, consent um well that's the thing so it's the same characters um so clara and the sugar plum fairy end up having to go to the unseelie realm uh because the queen of hearts well, we'll go ahead and talk about the second book just a little bit <laughs> while we're here um i was gonna recommend the second book but it wasn't as much my vibe i didn't enjoy it as much and it's not as christmas it's not as christmas but also it just it's it was alice in wonderland it was a lot darker i mean like really really dark like there was a few times where i was like i don't like this um but it's okay it wasn't for me um but Clara and the Sugar Plum Fairy are also in that one. I meant to say that Rebecca Kennedy, Alice has a relationship with the rabbit and the cat, the Cheshire cat. She gets two boyfriends. And the boyfriends get to be boyfriends? And the boyfriends, I don't know. But the thing is, they were a slow burn. Very slow burn. Because the rabbit was actually trying to like harvest alice for her human parts for for like spells and stuff so it's like like, is he gonna kill me are we gonna have sex like what yeah it's a little it's a little like what's happening here you probably would like it Mm -hmm. um anyway so rebecca kennedy i think is like that's a thing that she likes to do she likes to mix in because she can have multiple couples she can mix in multiple tropes at that point that I that was a long tangent to say that she does that in her second book as well. Her third book that's coming out, I think next year is um so this was a court of sugar and spice. The second one is a court of hearts and hunger. Mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland. And then the third one is a court of emeralds and envy. It's a Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. I was like, oh, oh. We're Wizard gonna get of Oz telling. We're going to get some polyamory in that. Oh my God, we better. I feel, I feel. That just better be a polycule. Oh yeah. The lion, the tin man, and the scarecrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're all going to be with Dorothy. Like it's Mm -hmm. gotta be. Yeah. They're all all together. They're all together and they're all on that yellow brick road journeying together. So. um, I hope so. And uh, yeah. So. What was I saying? Um, I you would give a, star a quarter sugar and spice specifically. I would give, I would give like four, four and a half stars. Oh, um, I really enjoyed it. I had such a fun time with that one. And it's, it's not, this is not, I mean, the lore was pretty good, but it, it was very much like it was the nutcracker. Yeah. So very dark nutcracker fun and that's the thing it's like if you are in for a su- fun silly little nutcracker retelling this is it this that's is what, very so much here's it. my question for you maggie what do you think i would think of it knowing not what the story of nutcracker is so it would all be new to me uh you would have a great time 
because ultimately, like, I didn't feel, I know the story very well, but I also feel like it had its own creative spins that, like, it wasn't like, and now the peppermints are coming in, and now the tea, and now the chocolate, you know, it wasn't yeah, anything like yeah. that. It was, like, it had its own. Yeah, the the extent of my knowledge of the Nutcracker is, again, what I told you before, and all the TikToks that I see, because I find myself on ballet TikTok a lot, because I like to watch mm. ballerinas break in their shoes. And yeah. I also like I also to watch, love those. I like it's to watch very them break satisfying. in their shoes. Yeah, and I like to watch the ones of, like, this is me before sugar plum and this is me after sugar plum and it's like these dancers like oh my god this is me before and then it's this is this is me after (laughs) you know what anyone who says dancing isn't like isn't as hard as football can suck it no it's a hundred percent harder it's they actually put football they put football players in dance to to like train different muscles oh a hundred percent mm-hmm like it's it's dance is don't make me get on a tangent because I will um, <laughs> don't make me get on my soapbox don't make me get on my soapbox because like dance is a combination of creativity flexibility speed mental exercise and all kinds of muscles that no one else uses mm-hmm. no one it's your okay. whole body it's your whole body I anyway. feel like it's one of the only other exercises other than like swimming that yeah. is like you have the capacity to use your whole body when doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I didn't want to get on that tangent, but here we are. So that was a quart of sugar and spice. I loved it. It was amazing. Jill, why don't you tell us what you brought? Okay. Hold on, let me pull it up. Oh god. <laughs> so we've gone back to Latrexanova. Again this year, Latrex and have oh the author of the, book the that author I brought last of year? beatings of for uh, beatings from Krampus. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. wasn't that also more novella? Yes, that these are shorties, it. and I will spoil the whole thing because it it's short, and yeah. I'm going to tell you the whole thing, and you're not going to read it. So no, I'm not going <laughs> to read it. You're not going to read it. Neither of you are going to read it. I'm telling you exactly what happens. So this book is called Cookies and Cream, Spicy Christmas Magic. No. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Who knew such an innocuous phase could be phrased? I don't want like, it. I don't want it. Okay. So, but yeah, it's called Cookies and Cream, Spicy Christmas Magic by Latrexanova in this book. Okay. So we start. This is Maeve. Maeve is in her mid to late 40s. Okay. She has an adult child named Tempest. She's a kitchen witch. Okay. She doesn't celebrate Christmas. She celebrates Yule usually. Um, But it's just gotten so quiet. She doesn't have as many people celebrating it with her. And like usually uh, Solstice Day, Christmas Day is like a really big festivities. They go into the forest, they dance and they do fires and they do a big orgy and the horned one comes and more, more than ice than one. And last year, last year she went into the woods just by herself, was just drinking in the woods by herself. And the horned one never showed up. What? The horned one never showed up to dick her down. And it was a really, really depressing. And she was like, well, if he's not going to show up, like, 
then I'm just going to do something else. And her daughter Tempest is 20 and she's dating a guy who celebrates Christmas. So she's celebrating Christmas for the first time. And she asked her mother, who's a kitchen witch, to make her some cookies for the Christmas festivities that she's doing with her boyfriend. And she said, great, I will make you some gingerbread cookies. That's totally fine. But she's never celebrated Christmas before, never done the traditional Christmas thing. So she's never really made gingerbread before. So she's going on about it. But she's like trying to bake. And then there's a knock at her door. And she, but the thing is that this is a small town. No one leaves their doors locked. The knock is a formality. Knock, knock. Someone walks in. It's her neighbor. Um, her neighbor, whose name is Anna Grace. Anna Grace walks in with this man, this very attractive man, who she says his name is Flynn. She's sort of like her, like, pent up, like, prudish neighbor who lives across the street, who, like, has, you know, perfect nuclear family um and they're like all grown and you know she's like yeah my husband's out on work and uh this is my husband's like co-workers he's like here for work for the holidays he's staying with us for like a little bit and and Maeve is like okay that's weird I'm not gonna question it though I'm just gonna go with it and then like this guy's just like looking at her like like looking at her a lot and she starts to like pick up a vibe that like he's like really hot he has clearly has like some tattoos like peeking out of like the edges of his clothes Mm. and Mm. she's like i think i don't know what's going on with anna grace and her husband but this guy's her dom Oh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on in there, but I don't know what's going on here. But this guy is her dom. She has a living dom, is what you're saying. Like he's here right now, and hmm. um, <laughs> and like there's like flirty things that happen between them, and then she. She, like, spilled, like, some molasses on herself, like, right before they came in the door. She has it, like, on her shirt. He's, like, you better get that before it sets. He, like, wets a towel in her sink and, like, is rubbing the molasses, like, (laughs) off the top of her chest, like, on her shirt. And she's, like, he is, like, fully feeling me up right now. And she's, like, I'm leaning into it because this night is supposed to be for boning. That's what it's for. That's what this holiday is for. Literally. so um she's like perfect and she she's like i'll play into it she like unbuttons the top of her shirt and she's like oh no like dabbing away and and then she's like oops and like drops the towel on the ground and like goes to pick it up he also goes to pick it up they bump their heads she's like i'm not shying away from this and she like doesn't come up and then they kiss and then they're <gasps> kissing and then anna grace is like blin and he's like he's like <laughs> like, oops, oops. he's like it's fine and what's a guy to do you and know? yeah this is Flynn. He's staying with us for the holidays here on work blah 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 no he's fully kissing me now um <laughs> she chastises him flynn has been keeping me company while bob's uh been out on calls and she's like, she's saying it really strangely. She's being so weird about it. Oh. <laughs> um, it's 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 not normal. What kind of company? <laughs> exactly. Um, and <laughs> she calls Maeve a heathen because they like fully made out. <laughs> oh my god. And and she's like, whatever, I don't care about that. That's not an insult to me. I'm like a real ass witch. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then and then she's like, well, it's starting to storm outside and I need to make these cookies. And I've never done Christmas stuff before. And I know that you're like just the queen of Christmas, Anna Grace. So like, would you mind helping me make these gingerbread cookies? And she looks to Flynn and Flynn's like, and she's like, okay, fine. And okay, well, fine, we'll stay and I'll do that. And she she's like, I know all my recipes by heart. She's making the gingerbread dough. She's making the gingerbread cookies. They she gets ready to go put them in the oven, and Maeve is like dipping her hands into like the leftover dough and is like licking it off of her fingers. And Flynn is like staring at her with like hunger in his eyes. And and like Anna Grace is like going to put the cookies in. She has like a standing oven, like in a like almost like a commercial kitchen kitchen oven. Yeah. Um. So she opens the door to go put the cookies in, and then she turns around and sees Maeve doing that, and like drops the tray, and it's like. And and then he's and then Flynn goes, You fucking tease, and then like closes the distance, like puts her up on the counter, is like making out with her, is like saying all these dirty things, and then he and then he, he he's like, Anna Grace, shouldn't you apologize for calling Miss Moonfall a heathen? And she's like, interesting. <laughs> interesting. He's doming her in my kitchen right now. And yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> they're doing this for a minute, right? And Anna Grace was just like over by the stove, the oven, and and then she like lets out a little moan. <gasps> Anna Grace does from across the room, and he goes, "You weren't supposed to make a sound, slave." <gasps> oh! And then she whimpers. He like is towering over. He's like, "I hope you weren't touching yourself. I know you. You know I can always tell. Did you touch yourself, slave?" Oh, and then she no. licks her fingers. <gasps> to find out and he's like that's bad you're not supposed to do that just as i thought you've dipped your hand into the cookie jar he says <gasps> on your knees you want to taste so badly you'll eat at my command makes him eat may makes her eat mave out on the counter it makes her <gasps> it makes her eat mave out on the counter okay Oh my god, this is not where I thought it was going. <laughs> I know, I know. And and then he's like, your treat can be taken away at any moment. You better lap up as much as you can. She eats her out. She comes while Flynn is like encouraging her the whole time. He's like, that's how you do it, slave. That's my slave. Oh my Great god. Job. And Slave. <laughs> and then he's like, I don't know if he's like in the back like jerk. Sorry, Mag went slave and then pulled a face immediately regretting what she said. <laughs> He's like in the back, like jerking off watching them or something. And then he comes when she comes and then he trips and falls into the open oven. <gasps> what? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Maeve like pushes Anna out of the way and he's, they're like, and she's like, I, I'm like out of it from doing this. Like, I need to cast a spell. I need to do something to make sure he's okay. In like a fit, like trying to cast something to make him okay. She just wants to make it so that the oven can't hurt him. And then the oven door closes and they're like, ah, and eventually like they can open the oven door and he steps out. <laughs> oh no. Is he a cookie? He's not a cookie. Jillian, is he a cookie now? Standing in, standing in front of me was Flynn. He was no longer just Flynn. His skin was a dark reddish brown of a gingerbread cookie. His no, tattoos and pants no. drawn, 
His tattoos and pants drawn on in royal icing with just a dip in the crotch to allow for his giant penis cookie dripping with frosting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, they're like, I don't I what? And and Anna Grace didn't know she was like a witch like that, but um is they are like, oh, he looks delicious. No. <laughs> and then and then she's she like goes up to him. She like bites him. She's like licking all his frosting off. She's like, oh my God, it melts in your mouth. And they're like, they like go crazy over this guy. They're like, he's delicious. Like they're going like crazy over it. Like Anna Grace literally takes like a chunk out of his arm, but it's like almost kind of pleasurable. Like he like, it clearly doesn't hurt him. He's like, ugh. <laughs> like, but like he's like, like what is going know? on? His voice is like slightly higher pitched now. No. Do you know the muffin man? Oh yeah, good girl. <laughs> he like gives Anna Grace a command and she doesn't listen. She like keeps going at him and like licking at his frosting and they're like, get the frosting off. His pants are frosting now, so they're like chipping the, the frosting pants away with their teeth. Stop to it, get- slave! <laughs> You better knock that off right now. <laughs> they finally get it out. <laughs> they finally get it out. Anna Grace is like nibbling the frosting that his, that his tattoos are. <laughs> the gingerbread was so soft to the touch, but he was rock hard. He groaned as I leaned forward to lick at the pre-frosting. No, the pre-frosting. not the <laughs> That had gathered on the tip. There, she's like, <laughs> she's like sucking him off. It's vanilla and cinnamon. Amazing. Um, flavored <laughs> because his cum is frosting. Um, and they're like, get his pants off. He's like, fuck your teeth, feel so good scraping like that. <laughs> like, get oh all the pants God. off. They have a whole thing, and then they finish. Okay. And but they're not done. They like really want to eat him more. <laughs> and they're like, come back. And he's like, no, no, you won't be satisfied till you've eaten up every crumb, he denied. Mmm, Anna Grace hummed, licking her lips. No, I need to. He spat out, even not even bothering to finish his sentence before he just turned around. Run, run, run as fast as I can! No! <laughs> he right. runs out into the night into the neighborhood fully naked gingerbread man and they run out like not quite dressed into the snow it's been snowing storming um this whole time they start to like run out of steam because they're in their 40s <laughs> they start to run out of steam after not too long and they're like come back he says you can't catch me he shouted back i'm the i'm the he began to laugh his voice high and delirious you can't catch me i'm the gingerbread man <laughs> Oh my god. Not my button! And they and they suddenly like both like start to like come out of whatever like stupor they were under and they're like, oh my god, we're like barely wearing any clothes, but like we also just can't let a cookie version of your boyfriend run around town. <laughs> like we have to go find him. Um and and then Amanda Grace is like, uh, what did I say her name was? Anna Grace. Not Amanda. Anyway, she's like, oh yeah, um, no, I mean my husband, I, and then she, and she's like, cut the crap. Like, 
what's going on? And she's like, we're divorced. <laughs> and she's like, obviously, you know, you know, you're a lot more fun when you let the fucking loose bitch. And she's like, you know what? Fine. Um, they go off to find him. When they find him, they cast like a finding spell. They find him. He's like in the town square. The townspeople have gone also into this crazy stupor. They find him. His voice is even higher. His voice is, his face has started to flatten. Like he's turning more and more into a cookie. He's turning more and more into a cookie. And the whole the whole town is is trying to eat him. Oh no. People are pulling off their clothes, climbing up on top of each other for a taste of him. It's bad. Like, and he's like, I, we need to run off into the river. And they're like, no, come, come back to us. And he's like, you are not, I don't trust you. And the end, and they're like, we're not trying to eat you. We promise. He's like, that sounds like something someone would say if they were trying to eat me. <laughs> and he's like, well, if you're so helpful, help me get across this river. And and Maeve is like, I'll cast a spell. But meanwhile, Anna Grace is like, fuck it. Just goes up, runs up to him, grabs him, throws him over her shoulder and starts running through the river. And meanwhile, Maeve casts a spell to try to turn him back into a human person that is not made of cookie. And they get to the other side. They're like sort of like giggling. He starts to come back. He is now a human man that is like has a shell of cookie that like he's like cracking away now. And they're like, we need to get rid of the rest of this cookie. And um, they're like eating at parts of it. He's like, no, Anna Grace, you deserve to be punished after this. Maeve is going to eat the cookie. But Maeve eats so much she gets full. And then he's like, fine, Anna Grace, you can eat some. And then the townspeople finally show up and he's like, I'm done running. And just like goes like this. And they like run on top of him they're like eating all the cookie off it turns into this massive orgy oh my god (laughs) it turns into this massive orgy not him turning back into a human and immediately slotting back into his dom role he did he was like he immediately he was like no you you need to be punished you tried to literally eat me until i was gone um and and then this whole thing turns into an orgy and Maeve goes, an orgy, Anna Grace, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> she shook her head at me and we both jumped into the fray. Now the whole town is, is fucking each other. <laughs> Barbara Johnson once said, a balanced diet is a cookie in each hand. But to me, a cock in each hand and a cunt on the mouth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My God. And then nowhere the horned one shows up it's and not goes, over here's the orgy i've been waiting for and maybe it's like you came and he's like not yet and, and then he joins the orgy and and this the the story ends with god fucks us everyone good and then you turn the page and it's a gingerbread recipe God. <laughs> Irresistible gingerbread recipe. I reached out to my friend Chef Biscuit and asked him if he could write a simply delicious gingerbread recipe that I can include at the end of the story. His response, I absolutely do. <laughs> Fucking good gingerbread, aka Dicker Doodle, is what the recipe is called. Dicker and then Doodle. it's an actual gingerbread recipe. Yeah. Oh my God. So she really just included a little bit of everything. Yeah. 
I <laughs> it had a lot less going on than beatings from Krampus did. But as soon as he started saying that gingerbread stuff, I was like, <laughs> this is it. Well, Five stars. That is a like, you know, beatings from Krampus is a like, it's silly, like, and it knows what it is, but it's but it's still like it's Krampus and it's a sex book about Krampus. Yeah. This is like, we're gonna include smut, but also I'm gonna write the funniest fucking one-liners I can think of. She, she's not playing with those puns. Yeah, she is she, she really is not. And and the thing is, there was another book that I was gonna tell you guys about before I read this one. I read this one like today. The other one that I was going to tell you guys about until I read this one earlier today was um hold on, let me pull it up to show you. Oh, also, Taylor, I didn't I didn't show you the ti- the cover. Oh, God. Oh, it's... Oh, my God. (laughs) We are looking at... This is a photoshopped image of a sexy man um, with no shirt on with gumdrop buttons and little frosting cuffs and a gingerbread man head with a bite out of the top. What I love is the gumdrop buttons... Are, they didn't even try no, to make them it's look. It's very like bad Photoshop, but him. that's like the point, right? That's the one that so... I was going to tell you about until I read this one. Um, it's called Satan. Sure, Satan. And yeah, it's called Satan. It's about a girl who's written uh, a letter to Santa every year since she was seven. Um, because she has like a wicked sister and shit. Um, except she's dyslexic, so she's really been writing the letter to Satan, <laughs> and she's been throwing it in the fire every year, and that's how you send mail to hell. So <laughs> you just get it. So he's been getting her letters for twenty years. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> And that one, like, that one was a little bit longer than this one. Um, Still not a very long book. It was, like, a hour, 45-minute audio, uh, not audiobook, um, e-book, rather than the 30-minute e-book that yeah. the gingerbread man sure. was. Um, But, and that one actually had, like, a little love story element. Like, they legitimately fell in love. And there was a lot the of girl stuff. Satan. That, Satan and yeah. the girl. Yeah. Okay. And and yeah, that one was pretty fun. Um actually. I I quite enjoyed it. Um there were some very good moments in that one as well. Oh my god. <laughs> At the end of this one because Satan can shapeshift and and he's like at the end of this like literally the last like like the denouement sex scene that we get he's like as your reward for like this we're gonna you can you can have it look however you want because he can shapeshift kind of and and she's like and earlier in the story he had he had like made her like given her a sweater that it was like a christmas sweater with like a dick pattern on it and was like two dicks that like crossed in the front and it it had a piercing on it that was a bell yeah and and she was like oh oh and they were can they were like candy cane striped Great. And she was like, oh, festive for the holidays. Just like the sweater. Sure. Just like the sweater. <laughs> and and he makes, and it were two on the sweater. And so he makes two dicks that because, are candy cane striped with course. a bell piercing on the scrotum. Amazing. And 
<laughs> she was like, this is great. And I was like, this is great. Also, his cum tasted like gingerbread. Um, oh, Satan's cum. Satan's cum was gingerbread. I would think it would taste like fireball or something, no, you know? Well, no, it was gingerbread. Still spicy. Gingerbread has... Yeah, but for Satan, I feel no, like you it, gotta, she described it as you like gingerbread and like a hot tamale and like or clove yeah. and is is what she described. But yeah. yeah, and I think it. I don't know if she was referencing it as more of what his cum tasted like or more what his dick tasted like. Sure, um, but sure. because. Yeah. Because he shapeshifted and it was holiday themed. Yeah, and he was like, actually, Santa's an asshole. And she was like, I don't believe you. And he's like, fine, I'll prove it. Let's go see Santa. And they go see Santa. Turns out Santa is an asshole, totally, fully believes that she belongs on the naughty list because her bitch sister has been writing uh, letters to Santa every year and talking about how she was so good and her sister was so bad. And none of it's true. And Santa just believes whatever people write in their letters. So she's been on the naughty list for her whole life. Um, Turns out Satan had been intercepting the coal. That's that's sweet. That's sweet. (laughs) He'd been intercepting the coal the whole time. It's really romantic. I know. I know. And then he's like, actually, I don't know if we should do this because I think you're going to be sad. And she's like, no, I'm going to do it. She talks to him. She has a little, and, and it's very sad. But before that, they made a bet. And he was like, all right, I'll bet you. That this is not going to be good and you're going to come out of this thinking that Santa's an asshole. And she's like, well, I don't think it's going to happen. And he's like, fine. If I'm right, um, I get to eat you out. And if you're right, you get to suck me off. And she's like, I feel like you win either way. And he's like. I do. Correct. I kind of do. And he's like, fine. What do you want? And she's like, if if I win, you have to you have to donate an hour of your time to Santa. And he's like, that's terrible. I love it. Let's go. Um, And then she does think that santa is an asshole and so he does get to eat her out and he's like first we're gonna do something about the coal they spell all the coal so that it's gonna turn into a book um before it gets to the kids and then he's like now i'm here to collect and um spirits them away into santa's private chambers (laughs) love that and they fuck in santa's private chambers and then santa walks in on them (laughs) (laughs) and then they leave I just But yeah, that one was pretty fun too. That was uh that was uh Satan by um or I should say Satan Monster Ever After a Christmas Monster Romance For by sure. Layla Fay. Sure. Sure. Um, we got a bonus wreck. <laughs> bonus wreck. I was like you I was like if I have, if I have a little extra time, I'll talk a little bit about that one because oh. the gingerbread one was so short. But yeah. Oh my god. Are you guys um listen, it's the Christmas episode. It's the season of giving. But yeah. It's the season of giving and it's a season Jillian of gave. Jillian gave. Period. And a lot um, of people received. So anyway, both of those are five peppers. Yeah. That no, that checks. Yeah. And um what would you give them star wise? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I like the gingerbread man one as much as I like beatings from Krampus. Yeah. And I don't remember what I gave it. I think you gave beatings from Krampus five stars, if I remember correctly. <laughs> you gave it five, like, because you said you were like, for what it is, five stars. <laughs> yeah, I'm remembering it. now. I was like, I'll probably, I'll probably give Gingerbread Man. Uh, I mean, it's it's not rereadable. <laughs> Why? I'm not gonna reread it. 
but you are going to bring it here and I am make us bring it here and, and make and us make hear you it. hear about it. You <laughs> needed to hear about that. You needed to know that it was a thing. I, I did. It was needed, important. It was important to, to tell you. I think I would give it like a 3.75 stars. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For gingerbread. Um, Satan, probably good four stars. Okay. Good for Satan. There's truly <laughs> so much wonder in the world in the form of what choose pe- what people choose to write about. Yeah. Um, the limit does not exist. It's a world exist. of possibilities. <laughs> Endless possibilities. Oh, Satan. Oh, Satan. Oh, speaking of Satan, Taylor. Yeah. Um, if you could, like, describe your book. Mm. In terms of like, of, in terms of like a mouthfeel, yeah. Oh, I forgot we did this. She's mm. <laughs> like, oh damn it! <laughs> I was like, oh fuck, I didn't plan. <clears throat> How Just, would you describe? Well, you're not supposed to plan. I yeah. I know this, but you know who I am as a person. I stay managed. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, just vibes. Just vibes. Vibes. What is it? Where are we? What are we feeling? What are we describe it with the sense? It is the sense is your phone dying and you getting lost, but not feeling any anxiety about it. Like, like the kind of yeah, sorry, no, 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 like, like the kind of lost where you're like. I have full confidence that this will turn out okay, so I'm just going to enjoy, like, the detour. Mm. That's the mouthfeel I'll give it. That's that good. was beautiful, Taylor. Thank good. you. Thank you. Maggie? A quarter sugar and spice. Yeah, what does it taste like? What does it feel like? What does uh, it I'll tell you what it like? tastes like. I'd like to hear it. <laughs> What's it what does no. it taste like, Maggie? Uh, I'll tell you what it tastes like. Um, and I'll tell you what I'm tasting. Um, no. Uh it is uh you are in a technicolor dream world as one is and you are there's like fun sounds it's fun it's a party there's candy everywhere and it's sweet and there's a little bit of like dark but it's like that dark like thumpy club music and but then the candy is like what and, and everybody's spinning around and then you have this sexy man that this this, this person behind you is like grinding behind you and their hands are on your hips and uh yeah that's that's, that's a well little bad. bit of that yeah it's a full party for me i think i love that kind of a fey club yeah what <laughs> so cookies, cookies and, and cream. cream in terms of mouthfeel <laughs> is i couldn't get while i was reading it the texture of like if a dick was made out of cookie, yeah, and I was blowing it, yeah, like I need what, to know that, what I that feel is that like. on my tongue, yeah. No, right? I feel like that would make the roof of your mouth incredibly raw, and like it would be very uncomfortable. Like I'm, I'm, I, like would it have the opposite effect of sucking a dick where it would start to soften over time? I don't yeah, know. that's my question. Would like, it be like a Chips Ahoy or an Oreo scenario where was, it's like it would immediately you know turn to mush? I mean, yeah. he was a Listeners, magic cookie. Get in the comments get and the comments. let us know. <laughs> they, she did mention like it getting darker from being wet. Oh. Okay. Sure. Sure. You sure. know? Sure. 
Um, email but, us so, and let us know what your thoughts are yeah, on what you, it would be to suck a cookie If you have any dick. opinions on the logistics of a cookie dick, yeah. um, I would love to hear those opinions. But in terms of mouthfeel, this book is like – it's like we are in a Stars Hollow-esque town. And we are sitting in the gazebo in the town square – uh-huh. That they all have. <clears throat> um, and we have come here to meet someone to bring them a little thing of our Christmas cookies that we have made, that we make every year. Um, and also I have like those little firecracker popper things that you throw on the ground and they pop. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have those and I'm just sort of like doing those yeah. mindedly. Um, and then it just starts raining frosting. Oh. Okay. Or like snowing frosting, I suppose. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that seems And then someone fucks me in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) With gingerbread. (laughs) Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have no words. Yeah. Thank you all so much for joining us for our holiday episode. Uh, Don't forget. Don't forget to charge your fucking vibrator. And throw a ribbon on it for Christmas spirit. Yes. Let us know if you get a new one for Christmas. Yeah. Splurge. Don't forget. Splurge. (laughs) Treat yourself. You deserve it. You deserve it. Uh, have a great two weeks. This is our second to the last episode, our last episode for the season. I can't believe we're closing out season two and 2023. Yes. Uh, our last episode is our new year wrap up. Um, and then we're going to take our little, uh, hiatus for a few weeks. Yeah. Come back with fresh new Rex in February. Yeah. All right. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to all you hoes. Love you guys. Ho, ho, ho. Bye. Bye. Thanks again. Oh, thanks again, Taylor, for joining us. Taylor, Happy did you have any? Uh, d- did you have any projects you wanted to plug? Uh, no. I mean, hey, go see theater, folks. Hey, yeah. go theater. see theater. It's very. It's a very important cultural. Uh, <laughs> cultural muscle. So, whatever city you find yourself in. There's probably theater there. Go see Go it. Go see a Christmas Carol. Go see the Nutcracker. Go see some theater. Go go consume some theater. All right, guys. Have a great night. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our show. For more content from us, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at a podcast of smut and dragons. If you want to follow either of us individually, you can find me, Maggie, on Instagram and TikTok at T with Margaret and Jillian on Instagram and TikTok at Jillian Keishlin Art. Leave us a comment and say hi, guys. We would love to hear from you and hear about your thoughts on the books we've read. Also, please be lovely and leave us a little sassy review on Apple Podcasts. Tell us we sound nice. That's all for now, babes. See you in two weeks for our next episode. Okay, scram. Love ya.